Welcome to another episode of the All About 18 podcast. I'm your host, Matt Poirier. And I'm Trevor Paranello. And today we're going to be previewing the season that we've all been waiting for, the 2017-2018 Boston Celtics season. Trevor, are you ready to roll? I'm so ready. I cannot wait. It's just been terrible having to deal with shitty football for the first like five weeks of the school year. So yeah, I'm really ready for basketball. Yeah, for sure. And let's get right into it. Uh, before we kind of get in, obviously we all know what happened this off season. And the latest was Isaiah Thomas saying basically he will never talk to Danny Ainge ever again after trading him. What are your thoughts on that? So I obviously understand where Isaiah stands on it. He gave the city everything he had. He went through a lot while he was here. His sister died. He went through awesome playoff moments with us, and he really thought that he was a part of the franchise for the like the long term, not just the short term. So I get why he's a little peeved that Danny Ainge traded him, but same time, it's a business, and you can't talk about the backing up the Brinks truck without expecting some players to leave, and you happen to leave. So that's just the way it is. Yeah, and I think Isaiah understands it's a business, but Isaiah's always played with a chip on his shoulder. It's what makes him Isaiah? You know, he's always held it against the Phoenix Suns. He's held it against the Kings. He's really held it against the whole league, you know, because he went last in the draft. But, you know, this will only motivate him further, assuming the hip injury holds up um, come January or December, whenever he returns. And I'm sure he'll be very motivated, especially with these comments. He faded out a little bit. Can you hear me now? Yeah, it's, it's good again. All right. Where did it fade out? Um, like at the end there, like only the last few parts. Oh, okay. That's all right. So that takes care of Isaiah Thomas. He's gone, which means Kyrie Irving is here. Gordon Hayward, of course, is here. Al Horford returns. Only one of four players returning actually from this roster. And speaking about the roster, how do you see it playing out? Today they announced their starting lineup. At least for Cleveland, it will include the big three, if you want to call them that. And then Jalen Brown at the two spot, and Jason Tatum will be starting his rookie year at the power forward. So uh, with Morris sort of sideline for the first few games, I kind of expected a lineup kind of like this. Well, I actually said this exact lineup earlier today, but I was guessing that there would be a small ball four at the four in this game because the Cavs move love to the center and are obviously going really small ball this year. So it makes sense. I like Jalen starting, obviously, since Smart said he wants to embrace the six-man role. So obviously Jalen's going to have to start at the two because of that. And I do like giving Tatum a chance to shine right out the gate. Yeah, and I think it's definitely going to be really good to have Jalen and Jason right out of the gate. I mean, it's the biggest test they're going to face. It's the Cavs. Um, I know they're not fully healthy. Obviously, you know, every team is not at their best come opening day, but – I think it's a great test for their development, and matchup-wise, it seems to make sense as well. Yeah, it definitely makes a lot of sense. It's just on defense, it will be interesting to see like what different people guard LeBron, especially in that starting five. I would have to assume it'd either be Jalen or Hayward guarding LeBron because Tatum really can't do it, and he shouldn't be doing it. So they'll figure it out from there. Really, positions matter on defense and not offense, so it's all about who they're all going to guard. Yeah, for sure. And what do you think about this offense? We've seen them in the preseason, obviously. I know, I understand it's preseason. But it's not just that they're putting up points. I'm not surprised by that. We knew that was going to happen. 
but just how fluid it looks. Yeah, it does seem like it's just a very natural fit. And that was my one concern after all the trades and moves happened is that the team wouldn't have as much chemistry and they wouldn't gel together that well on offense. And so far in the preseason, that's been the opposite case. And they've looked really good together. It feels like they've already been playing together for quite a while now. And it is preseason and it's against bad teams, but it's a nice sign. So I think they'll actually fit in really nice on offense together as the season progresses. Yeah, and who do you see kind of closing out games? I mean, obviously we know Kyrie had the big shot in the NBA Finals, so he has experience doing it. Um, You know, we know Gordon Hayward can shoot from downtown. But who do you see being that guy? Will it be Kyrie, you think? So, yeah, the big shot. The big shot guy is definitely going to be Kyrie. And, like, Brad Stevens always has his plays that he draws up at the end of games that will get open looks for just about anyone. So, he will get, he will get like late game shots for other guys, but Kyrie will be the main go to guy at the end of games. And do you think by default Kyrie will be the leader of this team as well? Um, I mean, it depends what it depends what you call a leader. Like he'll be the best player on this team, I think. And if you want to want to say that's leading by example, then yeah. But I think really smart and Horford and even Jalen are sort of the leaders on this team because they're vocal and they have this attitude about them that's just hey, cut the bullshit, this is time to win. Yeah, and I think Brad has that attitude too, you know. I mean, everybody knows what winning time's all about uh, with Brad Stevens drawing up plays and trying to execute them as best as possible. Um, You know, with that, I would say Brad Stevens is going to still have the most impact at the end of every game. Uh, Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh. The players obviously have the most impact, but Brad Stevens will have impact in his play calling because he's so good at the end of games with deciding what is best at what time. Yeah, and are you kind of nervous about, I guess, when it comes to closing out the games, do you think that's going to take time for them to get, not used to, but uh, kind of a feel for? He might have to get a feel of who he's going to put in. So, like, at the start of the season, I expect the closeout lineup to really be Kyrie, Smart, Hayward, maybe even either Jalen or Tatum, and then Baines. And as Morris gets back into it and recovers from his injury and starts to learn the offense more, he might become a closeout guy at that four position. They have a yeah. lot of work ahead of them trying to figure out what fits and what doesn't. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, another thing that the Celtics fans are looking to close out is a Marcus Smart contract extension. Do you think it will happen? Do you want it to happen? Um, wait, what do you say? Do you think it will happen? Do I want it to happen? Yeah. Um, I I think – well, I, I definitely want it to happen. I love Smart. He's looked amazing the preseason. Him losing 20 pounds, he's looked great because of that. His shot looks better. He's finishing at the rim more. And, again, it's preseason against bad teams, but – the shot is really something that will translate to the regular season, I think. So I obviously want Smart to get extended, but I don't. I mean, Danny Ainge. I have no read on what Danny Ainge will do at any given time. So I hope he extends them as soon as possible, but I actually don't think he's going to do it. And do you think he won't do it at all, or just this kind of season, or the rest of the off season, the last few days that we have here? He might just let him hit the restricted free agent market, and he might just want to match whatever offer he gets. Maybe he's hoping that Smart offers because there's a ton of free agents 
next year and there's only going to be so many so much money going to certain guys so maybe that's what he's banking on but i do think he'll try to match any offer in restricted free agency yeah i mean i want to see them wait i want to see him prove it you know i do question that he wasn't in i know he's in shape now but why wasn't he in shape to begin with to me well, you know that's just a time be, thing i don't think it like he wasn't in shape i just think he had too much muscle before. He was in shape. He just he's a little strong before, and he lost it to improve parts of his game, like guarding quick guards. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it sounded to me like Danny Ainge pretty much had said that he was overweight. Now, whether that was 15, 20 pounds, I have no idea. But, you know, he lost 20 pounds for a reason. You know, good for him, but to me, you should be in shape. You're a professional athlete. You should be in shape. And I'd like to see him kind of prove, prove to himself and prove to the organization that, you know, he can keep this up and keep improving. I think that he's already he's already earned an extension in my eyes. I mean, the thing with that, though, is how much money has he earned? He could play himself into more money as the season goes on, and that's why I want to do it as soon as possible because I do think he's earned at least an extension. It's just a question of how much money that extension is going to be. Yeah, and to me, it's, I mean, the years will probably be like four, would be a reasonable yeah. amount of years. Uh, well, Gary Gary Harris, who is another guard, same age, got drafted at the same time. He right. got four years, 84, so Smart's probably going to be shooting for that. Yeah, and I think that's reasonable. I know Gary Harris is more of an offensive player, however. Um, you know, but I'm hoping Smart can bring that offense. I'm all for defense, but, you know, Bradley was a defensive player, but Bradley could put up 20 in a night. And I'm looking for Smart to kind of take yeah. that same role. And I think Smart is looking to sort of take that same role. He He's obviously very good on defense, and his shot has looked a lot better with his lost weight. Maybe that made an impact on it. Maybe he just changed his form, but the shot has looked a lot better. And Marcus Smart's actually like an underrated passer. And Kyrie is actually pretty good off ball, coming off screens and getting open for shots. So I wouldn't be surprised when you see them on the court together that Smart does a lot of ball handling and Kyrie's coming off screens and whatnot. Yeah, I believe Brad had actually said that, you know, we're going to see a lot of Kyrie off the ball. Um, So that will be interesting, whether it's with Smart, maybe Gordon even. Um, Yeah, you know, I always thought that Marcus Smart's shot kind of had like a flaw in it. I just thought he'd almost kind of try to always fade away. The form wasn't consistent, but I thought this preseason he kind of showed more consistency. And that's that to me is the biggest thing. It's not the – obviously you got to make them, but – the biggest thing is just consistency, and I never thought his shot was consistent. I think his form's always been good. I thought that knock on him wasn't always the best, but it's just his shot selection. Once he, I mean, he just takes too many bad shots sometimes, and once he does hit a three, he'll start taking a bunch, and he'll take a bunch of bad heat check shots. So really with him, it's about shot selection. Yeah, and Smart's one of those interesting guys because he always does seem to hit the big shot. You know, you're... After, you're right. You know he'll take a ton of threes and he'll miss them, and then he'll chuck one up at a crucial spot, and you want to rip your hair out, and then he makes it. So, you know, for whatever reason, when it comes down to crunch time, he seems to he seems to make them. So it'll yeah, the, certainly the main, be uh, interesting. The main thing about Smart is that he you want him in at the end of the game, and that's probably why he's earned an extension. So I really hope it gets done, and I hope we get a good bargain of a contract. Oh, for sure. And, you know, the other thing is just 
you know, will Danny Ainge play hardball knowing that he has Terry Rozier too in his back pocket, who has looked also really good in preseason? Oh, that scares me because I didn't really think about that till you mentioned it in, I mean, maybe those jokes that Danny Ainge won't trade Terry Rozier for LeBron are like true because he does hold Terry Rozier in some kind of high regard. So it could have an impact on whether or not we extend smart, but I'm really hoping it doesn't because Rozier is also up next year. He's not as good as Marcus Smart. He's just not. No, I mean, I've always, I've always been a huge Terry Rozier fan. And I have said in the past, you know, I I like would, if, if you're asking between Smart and Rozier, I've always said Rozier. And I don't oh, know if no. I'm faulting that. I know defensively it's not, you know, it's not there with Rozier right now. But I think between the athleticism and his offensive game, I, I think he could be – I don't want to say special player. I don't want to go bug, but I think he could be better than Smart in the long run. Or at least, Rozier, that was... at least equal to when you compare the money, you know, it, it might not be that much of a difference, especially. I, with... would, I would put my life savings that Smart will have a better career, but I think, I mean, Rozier has good offensive flashes at times, but he's very inconsistent. And nothing I've seen really has proved to me that I would sign him to a contract over Smart, even if it's cheaper. Yeah, it'll certainly be interesting. Speaking about comparing two players, you know, let's kind of go go through the lineup, uh, go through the rotation, if you will, and let's start with the obvious uh, kind of comparison. There, uh, everyone wants to know Jalen Brown versus Jason Tatum. I personally think Tatum's going to have the better offensive year, but overall numbers, you might be looking at Jalen just because he's more versatile and can do more things. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much agree. I think Jalen or Tatum is obviously going to score, or not obviously, but I think he's going to end up scoring more than Jalen just because he can do more offensively. He can spot up from three better. He can he can catch and pump fake and drive better. He's also got just he's got more moves like post fadeaways and whatnot. So I think he'll have more points. I think it'll be pretty even between rebounds and passing, but Jalen will be the better defender. And it'll be pretty close, but I still think Jalen's the better overall player this year. Yeah, and I mean, we might as well start with the comparison that we kind of just mentioned, but Rogier and Smart, um, I mean, I would lean choice towards more Marcus Smart. I know I said I like Rogier better, but opportunity uh, in time on the court will certainly be on Marcus Smart favor. Yeah, I mean, he lost 20 pounds coming the season. Shot looks better. His driving looks better. It's contract year. I, I actually I have smart as like a strong candidate to win six man of the year, and I think he he just might do it. So I'm definitely taking smart over Rozier. And then we're going with the two guys that came in, the two big guys, Aaron Baines and Marcus Morris. Uh, Marcus Morris will miss the first three games, or is expected to miss the first three games of the season. Uh, but I'd still say Marcus Morris. I expect to have a bigger impact on this team, more offensive player. Um, can defend pretty well. Just definitely a better upgrade from Kelly Olenek as well. Yeah, I mean, Morris will have a better season than Baines because he's upgrade in scoring over Olenek. Like you said, he's better at scoring than Baines. And he can do – I mean, he can't rebound that well, but he's also – he can just spot it from three. He can drive. He's a nice, like, fourth weapon on offense whenever he's in. So Baines will be a better rebounder and probably better at interior defense, but – Morris will have the better overall season. Yeah, and 
kind of off the radar players, but maybe could make a, an impact. Uh, kind of brought overseas, if you will. Daniel Tice, which I thought was Thice, but I guess it's Tice. And uh, the Dancing Bear, Yabuselli. Who do you think will have the better season uh, between those two? So just because Yabu's young and won't see as much playing time to start, Tice will probably have the better season. But I'm a big Yabu guy, and I hope he develops. I really hope we give him playing time, kind of like how, I mean, we didn't give Jalen as much playing time as I hoped last year. So I hope we do give Yabu some more playing time. But Tice is still very good. He knows where to be at the right time. He's very fundamentally sound. He hit mid-range shots rebound, defense, all that. So he'll probably have the better season because he's the type of player Brad loves. Yeah, I think Tice will have the better season. Um, I think Brad Stevens and Danny Ainge are both going to like him. I know Danny Ainge has already said, obviously they like him. They wouldn't have brought him in if they didn't. But only 25 years old, and I think he just does a lot of the right things. Might not ever show up huge in the scorebook, um, but I think he could play some um, you know, big minutes here. Or especially early in the season when Yabuselli and Marcus Morris are kind of still getting their uh, feet, you know, in the water, if you will. Yeah, he's definitely some nice depth at the big man position. And uh, I guess the biggest comparison and the most obvious would be the two biggest arrivals here in Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward. I think everyone's maybe a little more excited uh, for Kyrie Irving, kind of the bigger name, uh, certainly the bigger resume. And, uh, you know, who will have the bigger season? I'm thinking Kyrie, uh, you know, ball in his hands more. I think he's already proven that he can have big seasons, um, even with a star next to him. So Hayward actually was, like, the better player last year. That I don't know if this is something Celtics fans have come to realize, but it's, it's just the facts. Hayward is better all-around player last year, even though he scored, like, two less points. But I think Kyrie will actually have the better season this year now that he's going to be in an offense that's more suited for him. And just the fact that he's going to get a lot of off-ball screens and shots off those screens, and he's also going to have some nice ISO opportunities, he'll definitely have the better season. And I actually have him as like a sort of top five MVP candidate like Isaiah Thomas was last year. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, seems to make sense. I know, you know, there obviously are stars on this team other than Kyrie Irving. Um, so it won't be because of volume. I think it'll just be because of impact and, you know, ball in his hands. I think he's going to, his assist numbers are certainly going to go up, uh, compared to when he was in Cleveland, which I think was kind of an unfair criticism of him, uh, when he was with Cleveland that he never, you know, he's not much of an assist man. Well, how can you be much of an assist man when you're playing next to LeBron? Yeah. I mean, his passing looks a lot better. I think that's the one thing that LeBron held him back was developing his passing game and so far he's looked amazing dishing out like 10 assists last game I think so hopefully it continues yeah because I mean what a threat would that be um you know all for isolation and one-on-one but you know to have that threat of a pass is always gonna you know open up the floor and open up the offensive possibilities uh that you guys could as a team that they could come up with I do think one of the biggest things with this team as well um, is Kyrie's not the only ball handler of this of this team, and I think that's going to allow the Celtics to play more of an up-pace tempo because it's not going to really matter who's inbounding the ball and who's bringing it up the court most of the time. Yeah, I mean, just in that starting lineup, we have, like, 
probably four solid ball handlers, and the one person who isn't, I would say, is Jalen, just because it's a little sloppy in that aspect. But, yeah, I mean, we have a ton of ball handlers this year, and it's a lot more compared to years past. And it's definitely going to help when there's different rotations in and whatnot. So it should definitely help. Yeah, and for in terms of the biggest impact player, um, or I should say biggest surprise that you think we'll have, and then the biggest – I don't want to say flop, but pretty much the biggest surprise and then the biggest flop uh, that you think that the Celtics will have this season individually. Individually, I would probably say um, – actually, you go first. I, I got to think about this. So the biggest surprise, I would say – I know you just mentioned him, but Daniel Tice. Um, I really think he's going to be an impact on the boards. Now come April and – May, you could laugh at me because he could be cut after a few months. But I, I think he is going to have an impact on this team rebounding. Um, I think he's just going to do a lot of the little things right. And I know Brad likes that. Um, for the biggest flop, uh, it really is tough to tell because um, I really just do think we're all around talented. Um, and it's hard to pick off like a rookie. I guess maybe um, Aaron Baines, I think he might get you know, a little sucked out of the rebounding category because we are going to have so many versatile and athletic guys. And if he's not really rebounding, you know, I don't know how much value he's going to bring on the offensive end. Yeah, I don't I don't hate that. I mean, I, I like Baines. He'll do his job on defense and rebounding, but besides that, not much. But uh, my biggest surprise, if you can call a surprise, would probably be smart. I know I've spent, like, the whole podcast praising him, but – I'm really high on Marcus Smart this year. I think he's going to have a great season. Some might even call it a breakout season, depending on whether or not you hate the Celtics. But I, I think he'll definitely be the biggest surprise and biggest flop. I don't know if you could call this a flop because it's not like he has crazy high expectations, but Nader, because he's just looked terrible, and I don't like him. <laughs> well, that's great analysis. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, just, oh. it's it's that simple. He's, he's looked really bad. Like, the one thing he's supposed to be is a ball handler and pass and he chucks shots. I hope he doesn't see the light of day once during the season. Yeah, and, and with that, do you think Shane Larkin, how long do you think he'll be on the roster? I think he'll stay in the roster for a while because, like, we do have a lot of good players, but we're actually kind of short at guard. So if people get hurt and Kyrie has ankle problems, and I don't want to jinx it, but Larkin could become necessary if injuries occur. Yeah, for sure, and... You know, I, it's going to be interesting. I feel there's always that one player the Celtics have. Um, I mean, I know maybe even last year might have been a little bit of Kelly Olynyk kind of stepping up um, a little more than we all thought he would. Wasn't a complete disaster. Um, there's always that one guy. We had Evan Turner the year before. I think it'll be a little less this year with the more stars that we have now. Um, yeah. You know, and I am hoping that is one thing I'm hoping that Brad does. Um, you know, I don't need to see a 15-man rotation every night. I just need to see, you know, eight or nine guys maybe. And that yeah, I mean, fine with that. And I, I get – well, eight or nine is a little too it's, – it's too little for the regular season. But, yeah, keep it around 10 or 11 most of the time. And I know why he likes to go deep because it gives guys more rest and it also gives guys more opportunities to, to play well and develop their skills. So – I don't always like when he goes super deep, but I understand it at the same time. And with rest, do you think – I know it's been a big issue in the NBA, and rightfully so, 
um, on occasions. But can you see this team saying, hey, Kyrie, you're going to take a night off, or hey, Gordon, or all three, all big three is going to take a night off? You know, do you think the Celtics are in that kind of position? Um, it's a good question. Uh, they might be. I think with Kyrie, for sure. Maybe uh, they kind of did it with Horford a little bit last year. There, there were games where he was banged up and he probably could have played, but they said, "Hey, it's not worth it. You're gonna sit." So yeah, they probably will do it for certain games, but not like to the degree of the Spurs or the Warriors. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see. Um... You know how that changes in the NBA overall. To be honest, I don't think the fines mean anything. I don't think it's going to be a huge impact. No. Um, you know, maybe it's certainly going to get more attention, even more. Um, but going into the season, what are your overall? I don't want to say expectations. I think we all have high expectations, but predictions, uh, win total, seed, and then like how far they go uh, overall in the season. So win total, I'm going 56. It's three more wins than last year. They got better overall as a team. But it's still, it's not easy to improve your win total by a lot. So I'm going with three extra. I think that'll be the one seed with the Cavs as the two seed, obviously, again. And then I know in recent podcasts I've said that Celtics are still not as good as the Cavs, and the Cavs will beat them. But I completely changed my mind, and the Celtics are going to the NBA Finals. Just because wow. Kyrie... He's a monster. He, he's a monster in the playoffs. Isaiah Thomas is terrible on defense, and in the playoffs, you can really like abuse that flaw in the Cavs' game plan. And they also have terrible other defenders like Kevin Love and Dwayne Wade's really old now and not not as good on defense. So they just don't match up as well with us as they did before. And I actually like our chances a lot. Yeah, and I think that was one thing when we made the Kyrie trade um, that I first said, not necessarily. They might not even be better than the Cavs, but I just think they match up so much better uh, with them than they, obviously they did last year. Um, athleticism and height alone are two yeah. things that were they were desperately lacking in that series. Um, pretty obvious. It just it was really looking. Uh, the height was eye opening. I didn't realize, you know, I obviously I know how tall guys are, but compared to us, Isaiah does make it even look worse. Uh, not to dump on Isaiah, but 56, I'll go 58 wins, first seed as well, especially with Thomas out for the Cavs. And I think I'll take it one step further. I think they go six games against the Warriors in the NBA Finals. I think the most they could take it to is five of the Warriors, like if the Warriors were fully healthy. True. But, yeah, I mean, they're definitely definitely more suited to play the Cavs now. You're right that they are they are bigger and more athletic. And they're actually – they got younger this offseason, even though they made a ton of moves – and the Cavs are pretty damn old if you look at some of their players, like LeBron's getting up there in age, even like D-Rose, D-Wade, JR's not young, Kevin Love's not necessarily young. Like They have a lot of old guys on their roster, and it might not bode well. They might break down come the end of the season. So I do like our chances a lot more now. Yeah, and what will you be – The one last question. The thing that you'll be watching for the most, obviously a Celtics win on Tuesday, but – Outside of that, kind of how they will get that win. What would you be looking for the most? In that win? Yeah, let's – well, yeah, let's call it a win. Oh, <laughs> um, so LeBron's sort of questionable for the game opener, so that may impact what I'm looking for. But I guess I'm looking for how Jalen or Hayward guard LeBron or how they guard, like, the four – like, 
the power forward position, I guess is what it's called. So I'm looking for how they guard that because it's going gonna, it's gonna to be kind of important how they guard power forwards this year so that we can play small ball lineups. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing I'll be looking at, um, obviously the rookies against um, LeBron or any of them because they are ta- the Cavs are talented. Uh, but to me, the biggest thing is how well Kyrie and Hayward will work together. It has looked awesome in the preseason, but, you know, will that carry over? Um, obviously, Kyrie's going to want to get his, um, I don't want to say revenge, but notice. Um, Gordon's going to want to make an impact in his Celtics debut. So kind of see how that works, and then also how they incorporate Al into the mix as well. Yeah, I mean, that that's definitely some good stuff to look out for because it will be interesting how they deal with, like, the amount of touches Hayward and Irving each get. And I think Al's actually going to help a lot in that just because he spaces the floor so well and creates open looks for his teammates at a high level. So I think Al's really going to aid in transitioning that little relationship. Yeah, definitely. And I know I'm looking forward to Tuesday. I know you're looking forward to Tuesday. I know all Celtics Nation's looking forward to Tuesday. You can follow for all the coverage at Celtics Direct on Twitter. You know, we have gear, we have news, we have tweets daily. We really do a great job covering the Celtics, one of the best. Got some great shirts. Oh, for sure. We got not only shirts, we also got phone cases as well. Uh, Always doing giveaways, always uh, looking for you guys to participate as much as possible. And, you know, you see something, let us know. Um, you, you know, we're really good with highlights, but if you guys see one that we miss, let us know as well. And uh, we'll have this up. Uh, make sure we'll have this up, obviously, before the game on Tuesday. And I hope you guys listen, and uh, we will see you later. See you.